0: Cave of Cool Podcast, Iteration Nine. From the lands of Western Canada. Ho 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 Welcome to this week from the Cave of Cool
1: of Western Canada, the Wakanda of the North. Welcome to This Week from the Cave of Cool, and this is our Christmas special. Christmas is a time of joy, a
0: time-honored tradition of happiness and celebration, but in other parts of the world, there is a lot of fear,
1: which is really the way it should be. Christmas should be a combination of joy and fear. Here, it's too much joy. We need more fear. We need more Krampus. We need more Yule Cat. We need more of those other thugs that really make Christmas around the world kind of a terrifying place. And really, if you haven't grown up with terror, do you really deserve the joy that comes with Christmas? And if you haven't been traumatized
0: by a Victorian Christmas story about a, poli- a little dead a match, portal, girl. match girl. This a is match girl. This this show is going to be opening your eyes.
1: If you've lived in a in a Christmas bubble where everything's been happy and joyful, don't listen any further. If We're going to reveal some things to you that maybe you don't want to hear about your beloved holiday.
0: This show will God rest you merry gentlemen for good.
1: Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool, why should I care? Well, you should care because the Cave of Cool is your place on the internet for everything cool related. I surf the internet all the time. I collect the best of the stuff that I think is interesting or cool. I review movies, television, comic books, anything pop culture. Cave of Cool is your source of cool. Doing it for 10 years, 42,000 posts, um, and millions, millions of potential followers. Can't be wrong.
0: Well, that you've sold me. That sounds great. How do I get me some of this internet goodness?
1: You always go on to the Google, and the Google will take you to Calvin's Canadian Cave of Cool. You could even put Canadian Cave of Cool or just Cave of Cool, and it will pop up number one or two on your list. Follow the link and enjoy.
0: On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me
1: Twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten lords are leaping, nine
0: ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, seven swans a-swimming, six geese a-lying, five golden
1: rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pig. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This was just absolutely funny. Um um live PD, right? Okay. Okay. Live PD has just been great all weekend. They had this guy the other day, um he had it, this this car had swiped all these other cars that were parked outside on a street. Mm-hmm. And they must have swiped about 15 cars. Whoever was driving, right? Yeah. And the guy narrating it with the phone was like um and then he hit this motherfucker, and then he hit this motherfucker, bounced off this motherfucker, and then, of course, they bleeped all the, the motherfuckers, right? Yeah. But it was like 20 times he was doing this, right? And then they went back to the host, and they're laughing their asses off, right? Because the the commentary mm-hmm. was just – it should be played in court, right? Right. Because with, with the narration, he's showing every car. And then he slid over here, and then he glanced off this – Post-truck motherfucker, right? But everything was motherfucker <laughs> at the end, right? And and it's like he just kept going. It was about three minutes of it, of narration. It was classic gold, okay? Uh-huh. So tonight, they've got the co- the cops, two cops, two regular beat cops. They call in their lieutenant, and he shows up at the scene. And it says a guy's locked in his own house, right? Uh-huh. And they can see him through the door. Mm-hmm. So they, they're they trying to get him to unlock himself. And you can barely hear his voice, and he's saying, well, I can't can't move the I can't move the lever. It's got a timer, and and you got to punch in a code. And go, no, you don't. It's just a, a latch, right? You just mm-hmm. turn it and open the door. Couldn't get it, right? Right. So then they finally get him to go to the garage, and he opens the door. And if he doesn't look like Santa Claus, right? I don't never seen a picture of Santa Claus, right? right? It's like from the old Coke ads, right? Mm-hmm. And he's peed on himself. <laughs> So his T-shirt's all wet, right? Uh And he stands up there and he puts up a cigarette. And in his best Marlon Brando impersonation, which is his own voice, right? He goes, I think I need to light my cigarette. Right? (laughs) And then the cops are just laughing. There's a guy in my backyard. He's trying to kill me. he got my keys. Right? Like that. And the cops are killing themselves. And finally they get him to go in the house, right? Mm -hmm. And he falls down and they pick him up and they go, can you find me a chair, boys? And they get him a chair. What have you been drinking tonight, Frederick? Ah, I like it, a beer, right? <laughs> and then, and then he's sitting in the chair, and the cops are around, three cops. And Dan Abrams, the host, he goes, "We got to go to commercial." And it looks like. They're about, you know, they're they're this they're, they're this close, sitting on his lap, and start taking some pictures, right? <laughs> and, and you can hear the guys in the back laughing. It was just beautiful, just the voice and the Santa look, and the three cops, and they're having a good time. And I'm telling you, man, I haven't felt the, the spirit of the season in in so long, right? <laughs> it was just the most beautiful moment. But just like uh, it's trying to kill me, right? <laughs> and it sounded like Marlon Brando, and oh my God, I wish I could save audio and video like I saved the pictures. Yeah. But just the look on his face and the big Santa beard and he peed on himself and I mean that's live. That is why you love live PD because you never know what's going to show up. Yeah, yeah. And this guy, this guy, I, I I said to myself and this should go, this should go viral. Mm-hmm. The guy shouldn't go to jail. He should go viral, right? Mm-hmm. Because put a Santa, like somebody digitally imposed a Santa hat on his head. Yeah. And I'm telling you, people will, the world will change tomorrow. <laughs> I never thought Santa had the voice of Marlon Brando, but now in everything he will, he will. <laughs> Well, oh, because god. So, oh god, it was like Brando came out of retirement and <laughs> and put on a beard and played this guy. Yeah, oh, it's so funny.
0: So Santa, it's a funny thing. Santa Claus is drunk. <laughs> he needs a cigarette. Needs Sounds cigarette. like Marlon Brando. So look, like, just like Marlon Brando. And now we're we we have the spirit of the season
1: right there. The spirit of the season, because I swear to God, those cops are half a second from sitting on his lap. <laughs> and, and I went out. I went out yesterday um, mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time, which mm-hmm. is. Is par for the course for me. Yeah. But I was at the mall where my buddy sells uh, comic books and action figures and stuff. Right. And talking to people and that was weird. And my our buddy went to get Tim Hortons for us. Right. Right. He doesn't come back in a half hour. Mm-hmm. He got in one line, which was the Tim Hortons line, but it was also kind of half the Santa Claus line. Yeah. So he's sitting in the sa- line to see Santa Claus, but he's like the only guy in the line. Yeah. And he's got no kids with him. <laughs> and one guy's going. Hey buddy, you uh you here to see Santa? And he goes, "No, no, I'm here for for Tim Hortons. He goes, "Oh, thank God." Cuz you have no kids with you, and that's a little weird and, you know, we were talking back here, right? You know, like, "What? You're going to put a a lock in a sock and beat beat me to death cuz maybe I want to see Santa," right? <laughs> Just a, like hilarious and then and the poor little elf girl is all of like 90 pounds. Yeah. And she's trying to wrangle all these kids for Santa. Mhm. And Santa looks like he's half ready for a breakdown too. Yeah, and they got him in the corner of the food court, and it's just oh, it's it's beautiful, right? It's beautiful (laughs) and how horrible it is Mm. because the songs playing have no relevance, right? Because it's all noise. Yeah, you can't hear any. Like even when the country stars try to do their country album, Mm -hmm. it's just lame because nobody's put out a good country or a good Christmas album since Boney M. And (laughs) you bitches know it. Like somebody tell me a better Christmas album than Boney M. Boney M. (laughs) wrote a Christmas carol. Very boy child,
0: Jesus
1: Christ, was born on Christmas Day. And man will live forevermore because of Christmas Day. That is a legitimate, modern-day Christmas carol. It's beautiful, right? It's a That's great true. song. And they wrote it. I mean, they put out one of the biggest albums ever. It's probably the best Christmas album, Next to White Christmas. That's true. It it has become a traditional Christmas song. Bony freaking M. Mm -hmm. They wrote a song once that had Daddy, Daddy Cool, She Loves Her Daddy. She wants her daddy. That was the only lines in the whole song, mm-hmm. and they repeated it for four minutes. <laughs> and well, the guy danced without a shirt on. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's the greatest thing I ever saw. It's 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 disco history. Watch Daddy Cool. That should be our song that ends this this episode, right? <laughs> daddy, daddy, cool. daddy. It's three women, three black women, <laughs> and the most skinny black man with like definite you've ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. He could take off a shirt and wear those white disco pants with the extra big belt, like a cummerbund almost. Yeah. And he made it look good. <laughs> and they would sing Daddy Cool, and it'd come up at, like every two minutes. Mm. She loves her daddy, right? With that voice he had. Yeah. You no, know? And you realize that guy thought one day, me and my bitches is going to put out a Christmas album, right? <laughs> and everyone laughed at him. Yeah. And it's legend. It I mean, is. We all it have is, like, yeah. Night we all have to Venus, mm-hmm. and we all have the Christmas album from Boney M. We have yeah. two Boney M albums in our album collection if you're a human being on planet Earth. Yeah. It's one of. It's one of those great, rare things, I think, yeah. that all humanity should celebrate, yeah. right? But we yeah. don't. We don't. No. Well, you know, I, I think that maybe people just need to
0: stop and realize what an amazing thing that is.
1: And I hope at this time of year they do. And mm-hmm. again, when I hear that "Mary," that that gets my attention. I like yeah. that song. Yeah. I w- I will party with you until that song ends, mm-hmm. and then your Christmas bullshit returns to being. The bullshit of Christmas.
0: Well, yeah, you know, and then they'll play, you know, all I want for Christmas is you, and it's like, yeah, okay, that's it, I'm gone. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: or or you know, baby, it's cold outside. Which really, what a controversy! If we ever needed one in oh. the Me Too age. Right? Well, you know, I mean, she wanted to stay. Come on, she was looking for an excuse. Well, it's cold outside. You know, th-
0: this whole thing has been a, an unfortunate confluence of the Me Too movement, isn't it? And and a, a classic song. Although I, t- I tell you, her, I heard a version of it just this afternoon, sung by Elsa Lanchester. And okay. Charles Lawton.
1: No, the yes. Charles Lawton. Yes, Charles. Captain Fly you know, you mutiny on the freaking bounty. You Captain know Lawton? that Charles Lawton was married to Elsa Lanchester. So I do know so, that. So you know, yeah. Like this, Captain This Bly, was 1930s, man. Where an ugly, ugly man who played the Hunchback of freaking Notre Dame. I know. Dame. So there's the
0: Hunchback of Notre Dame and the Bride of Frankenstein are singing. Seriously, they were singing. Baby, it's cold outside. That's the no. only version that sounds creepy. <laughs> Every <laughs> yeah, other like version is be. like, you know, it's just an innocent <laughs> song. But that, this, right. that's the version this morning. It's like, okay. If if that was the song people thinking about when they want to ban it, I can understand. Right, right. <laughs> because the, but that's you know, the, the one you're saying it right. makes <laughs> it sound real creepy. But, right, but normally it's just it's you know I mean you've heard the the, the deconstruction of it. It's yes the yes. 1940s. What can you do? Right, you know I mean this is she the, wanted to was, stay. Girl she'd she'd wanted, freaky. Yeah, she wanted to stay. She just wanted she to wanted. you know didn't want people think she was you know. A dirty girl. Exactly, which is you know, a piece of Alabama house. ditch trash. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is something that you're you know your your parents and your grandparents. Hey, you kids out there, you millennials out there,
1: this is what your parents and your grandparents had to deal with. Back, That's right, back and in the day. Watch, you know. And if you watch my big fat gypsy wedding, mm-hmm. the gypsy boys don't want a dirty girl. They want a fifteen-year-old virgin when they get to her. Yeah, they don't mind if she dances like a skanky hoe, mm-hmm. and don't have an education like a skanky hoe. Yeah, but they don't want her to be a skanky hoe unless they're their skanky hoe. Yeah. It's a very complicated gypsy uh, sexual dynamic. Well, yeah. I, you know, and I don't even think you need to be a gypsy to really understand that. You know, I think for, well, for I know, a lot but of guys, but if you're a gypsy, you especially
0: understand it. You know, I mean, it's 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 like all the reference that. I have. You know, it's 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 just, a, <laughs> it's just a it's just a
1: thing, right? It's just a human being thing or a guy thing. You know, you, it's also a gypsy thing. You want the yeah, dirty girls true. until it's time to get married, and then you want a bird. Yeah, girl. unless yeah. unless your buddies know she's a dirty girl. Yeah. Like you want to be the only one who knows she's a dirty girl. That's right. Yeah. And you want everybody to suspect she's a dirty girl, but you don't want to tell her how much of a dirty girl she is, right? <laughs> because really, that's the one thing you got over them, yeah. right? Yeah. You you drive a Ferrari, but yeah, my girl's a dirty girl. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Your girl <laughs> won't even look at you.
0: Honestly, you know, baby, it's cold outside. It, it, yeah. It's it's fairly innocent. I mean, and I also you know, if you think about it. Well, you know, if you know the history of the song, it was the guy who wrote it. It was meant for him and his wife to sing at parties. Right. So it's it it was a party piece. It was a, an entertainment piece, and and it, you know he actually ended up selling it to a movie, you know. But originally right. it was just meant for him for them at, at these big social sort of gatherings to to entertain the, the their guests.
1: And it does um, it does giggle make you giggle titillate you a little bit if you're 1950s because mm-hmm. we all know what they're talking yeah. about, right? And,
0: and the fact that they are married. I mean the the, the couple who right. sang it were they are originally married, and most of the couples who sing it. I mean like Elsa Lanchester and. Uh, you know god. Charles right Hatton, they're married you know so Charles it's Hatton. it's it's just sort of a yeah it's it's just a pretend sort of thing
1: but, right, right right but you know people hit, see it now and they think oh god oh, buddy you know, just waiting sounds so rapey something, eh? but, you know yeah it, it sounds so rapey <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's, the, it's the best Christmas rape song you ever will hear yeah right? although yeah. I think
0: my favorite version was the the one that, that turned it on its head and that was the one that Lady Gaga and George, Jason Gordon-Levitt sang together you know when
1: no. Lady
0: Gaga took the other the male part the traditional male part well, my lady, it's has big grand, but I think I've got to be going. No, I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. Oh, I've got to go away. But baby,
1: it's cold outside.
0: This evening is
1: been so happy that you dropped
0: so it. So
1: Oh, hold your hands, they feel like My I. mother
0: will start to worry. Beautiful, what's not hurrying?
1: Oh sweet! What, what was that on? Was that on a TV series? I think it was a TV special,
0: special. Yeah, but you know, so basically, George Clooney oh, okay. and Levitt is saying, "I, I really can't stay; <laughs> I've got to go." And Lady Gaga saying, "Oh, but it's cold outside; stay." That's good. You know? that's so you turn good.
1: it on its head, and it's not so bad. But yeah, because yeah. you get—that's the only way you can treat it these days, right? Like yeah. let's have a laugh about it. And then when you hear people getting cr- crazy about it, it's always like there's one thing every uh, Christmas that the, the religious right and the the those those bullshit Republicans get crazy about, and this is the one. Mm -hmm. It just has to seep into popular culture that way. got its own like uh, uh, thing with history. Yeah. Like uh, black history and colonization and slavery. Like they 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 the Dutch are, are dirty in that whole business with the Portuguese, right? Right. Like historically. Uh but they have this thing in Europe and it it, it spread into southern Germany where I lived in near Holland and stuff called um, uh, uh, Sinterklaas, right? Which like mm-hmm. Santa, and it's before Christmas. And he's this uh, this aristocratic, looks like a, a Orthodox priest with the ermine skin jacket with the fur and the you know, and he's gorgeous, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But he has this this assistant, who's Schwarze Peter. He's like Black Peter, we call right. him, right? Who's in blackface totally, with mm-hmm. the curly hair, and it could be man or woman that's playing him, but he's definitely a servile character, and he's supposed to be a quote unquote chimney sweep. Who goes down the down up and down the chimney and he delivers the presents for Santa. He's basically Santa's bagman, right? Yeah. And he kinda knows the Krampus because it mixes in Germany. So he's in with that crowd, right? That right. that Krampus crowd, that, that thuggish who in, who enforced the rules of Christmas for Old Saint Nick, right? Right. Because we all know he's the biggest, in, you know, uh, thug in the business, right? Right. And he exploits health labor. And I got all the issues with with the mm-hmm. the claws mm-hmm. and Saint Nick, which is kind of his his email handle, right? Mm-hmm. Or his name in the Matrix. So you got this Schwarzer Peter, who's supposed to be a chimney sweep, but the rest of his outfit's immaculate. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, but but he's this blackface character. But in Holland, it means absolutely nothing. Because they don't have a colonial history with that, they don't have a, a history with that kind of mm-hmm. um, reg, uh, racist profiling, right? Right. And okay. so the, he walks around with the Santa clause. He gives out presents. They love him. They hug him. There's pictures of my Dutch friend with her kids, and it means nothing. But when I look at it, it's like it's horrific. Yeah. And I wonder because it,
0: you know, it, it it touches a whole different set of cultural sort of, for us you know, soft, 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 soft spots on the, you know it, right, it raises all America. sorts of flags that that, that it doesn't there. yeah.
1: And if you're a good liberal Canadian like I am, right? Mm -hmm. And just in, incites you in a way, right? Yeah. But I just remember, like, we were scared of him, too, because, like, we were scared of the Krampus. Mm-hmm. And my dad said, well, if you don't believe in him, he doesn't exist. I go, that doesn't help me one bit, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I do believe it's in yeah. my mind, right? <laughs> tell me something you can tell a stupid child, right? <laughs> like, tell me there's a way to fight him. Like, give me something that looks like silver and <laughs> tell me it's a rare talisman. Like, man, use some imagination here. Yeah, come like, on. Look, who, yeah. look who you're dealing with, Daddy, <laughs> right? But I just, I, we were always afraid of the two of them together because they, yeah. they were in charge of the naughty list, so. Mm-hmm. Now, so um, you were, you, see, so your family was stationed in, in, Europe. Yeah, in Southern Europe, so. so when you know. Yeah, so, so every, like December 5th was like Krampus Right. And the very first Krampus was like the most amazing thing I ever experienced because mm-hmm. it, you go to this, this, um, uh, go to the old, Cobblestone streets, right, of yep. the old city, and they had an old stork's nest, which was part of the medieval town and the wall, right. Mm-hmm. So it's very kind of famous for them in that area. So you go downtown, and they give you a torch. I mean, I'm like, I'm not talking like like when you when you see the Olympic torch, they give you a candle that's in a glass cup on yeah. a on a stick, so right? It's not like that. Yeah, it's a wooden piece of wood that's so been they, kind they of shaped down. Torch. A an actual torch that you go and light in a bonfire that's around (laughs) this ceremonial witch that they're burning, right? And I'm like, this is like, this is pagan beauty, right? I knew at a time, I'm holding a freaking torch and I've seen Frankenstein in black and white. I know that the guys with the torches live longer than the monster, right? <laughs> and I think that was the whole point. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm like, it's 1970s. I'm walking in the streets of this medieval town. Again, I couldn't burn anything, really, because everyone's got a torch. Yeah. And they would probably light my little big park on fire, right? <laughs> and so I'm down there, and I'm holding my torch, and my sister's crying about something, because the monsters are pretty scary. Like, have you ever seen the way they dress up as Krampus? Yeah. I mean, the hooved feet. Yeah, and I they, mean, the they, masks they, are absolutely incredible. They're, oh, amazing. Amazing pieces of pagan... Look right mm-hmm. for a, a civilized Europe, but it's beautiful. But and the guys who go into it are really serious about it, and they they carry like a wagon behind a horse with a cage on it, right? Mm-hmm. And Krampus has a, a a habit of and a reputation of beating ch- children with a bundle of sticks, right? Mm-hmm. If you go across the Krampus, you get your ass beat. So my <laughs> sister is crying, and of course these two Krampus just see it's a perfect thing, right? Of course. And she's on my mother grabs my sister, throws her into the cage. Grab my mother, throws her into the cage. They're gone, right? Yep. <laughs> in Thirty seconds. They're down the road, right? And my dad and everybody were following this caravan of of cages, basically, right, to go get our loved ones at the end. (laughs) And I remember thinking, man, I really love my mother. I hope they don't keep her, but my sister. Yeah. That's a spoil of war, I can see them right, <laughs> even in seven. I understood. I could see them keeping her, yeah, right,, okay. you know. I'd probably get more presents this well. I get some girl presents, but I can trade those and build i like am my whole mind is like geared towards how is my life can be approved by this knight of torches, right? <laughs> Will I get to burn the body right like is that why I have this torch? I mean, many questions, but then they gave them both back, and I thought. Damn, Krampus! You did me wrong. you did me wrong, Krampus. <laughs> you had a chance to really impress me, right? I would have spread your myth from the end of the world, but no, you had to give her back. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was it was just amazing. Yeah. Like they just got into that kind of stuff in yeah. those days. See, now this and, is the difference between European Christmas and, and North American Christmas: is oh, totally. there is this aspect of terror.
0: You know? That's right. That's I mean, right. You know, people. These I tell you, people here in North America are so soft.
1: You know, they, they, than think, they think we that, watched *It's a Wonderful Life*, and we thought that's how bad Christmas could get. Yeah. I'm sorry. Have you ever read Hans Christian Andersen, *The Little Match Girl*? Oh, that God. is the most horrific story, Christmas story. I think *The Gift of the Magi* is like Disney. Yeah, and the other one's like like *Saw*. Yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah. Match Girl is saw. I mean, yeah. Gift to the Magi. I mean, okay, you know, being
0: poverty-stricken in New York is like, you know, that's a that's a heartwarming yeah. story compared to the things that
1: happen. Right. You sell your watch. You sell your hair. Hair yeah. grows back. Yeah. You got a nice watch chain, buddy. Yeah. Right. right. You, you know, but really, little Match Girl, she oh. dies <laughs> yeah. freezing in the dark. And, of course, no pain because that's supposed to be the best way to die. That's all yeah. Anderson and I sugarcoats it for you for Christmas. <laughs> right. But she dies selling matches, dreaming of what it's like to be in a good family where yeah. she doesn't have to die yeah. on the street on Christmas Eve selling matches. I mean, it, like why read me this story, teacher, right? <laughs> Is this supposed to <laughs> fill me with the spirit of Christmas? No, it fills me with the spirit of Victorian horror, yeah. right? Well. And if you go to the Cave of Cool, it, perfect segue, I post this every year, those Victorian Christmas cards – there's one that shows a frog in, in clothing stab another frog in clothing mm-hmm. and run away with his bag of money. Yeah, like what's that have to do with Christmas? But apparently, according to the the post I read every year, there is a reason Victorian-wise why somebody would send a frog killing another frog card that says mm-hmm. Merry Christmas or Seasons Greetings to another person. And maybe I don't want to live in Victorian times to find out why. Yeah, but a lot of dead birds on these Christmas cards. I noticed the dead birds. Yeah, that was that was a little weird. Yeah, they recognize because they're supposed to represent the dead little match children (laughs) that die on the cold streets at Christmas. Oh my god! Fuck me, right? (laughs) Like you can't draw a dead child, but I'll draw a dead little bird, or they'll draw a live bird with a dead bird. Like get my point across, right? Like merry freaking Christmas. Get my point across. Yeah, I mean. Victorians, I mean, bad enough you took pictures of your dead people when they died because you didn't take one when they were still living, so they propped them up. Yeah, You've seen those, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Those, oh, uh, that was that's a, an internet yeah.
0: favorite,
1: right? Those Victorian death photographs. Yes. And there was a skill to it. This guy even patented a kind of stand mm-hmm. that held the bodies. Yeah. It spreading, depending on the size, it could be adjusted. I mean, it's it's, it's, the, it's, it's the most
0: horrendous. It's the most horrendous thing, which, which makes perfect sense
1: in Victorian times. Either. Of course, and with the with the uh, like pornography and death, mm-hmm. those yep. are two things that photography like like really that was one of their first subject matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, one of the very first films they ever shot was called the Train Robbery, with where people got shot. Yes, <laughs> I mean, come on, let's let's be honest here. Yeah. Or then the very first one of the very first films was called the Kiss, which mm-hmm. scandalized everybody. That's it was awesome. two people in full clothing kissing each other. A guy with a big handlebar mustache. Yeah. Kissing some prostitutes. Oh, she had to be a prostitute in those days because well. they wouldn't have filmed it. Um, but it, And that was scandalous at the time. So, mm-hmm. like, pornography and death are the two things that will advance any technology into the future. right? Well, it certainly has done a lot for the internet. Are you kidding? Yeah. We wouldn't have the VHS de- uh, um, age. Yeah. We no, wouldn't we- have home video without we, yeah, pornography. Right. Without pornography. It, without pornography. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't have, have the we internet. Would have, we wouldn't have without, Netflix. No, no. Without, no. without, without Pornhub, <laughs> which without porn never sites. goes down, yeah. it never even gets glitchy. Mm-hmm. and not that I go there but it, I hear it yeah. never gets glitchy even <laughs> what freakish porn you pick right even if you're obscure and you get a little curious yeah. it does not glitch yeah. I mean, I'm sorry those freaks perverts out there yeah. also We're your your the, your, uh, your cell phones you know
0: the little oh yeah remember the early cell phones flip phones tiny little screens you know yeah, exactly and, then and, like, and
1: big into your head it's like oh like, hey you can stream porn on your phone suddenly the screens start getting bigger yeah, yeah, yeah exa- oh, exactly mm-hmm. and then you got one you can carry in your hand I yeah. go in the bathroom, and then they even Wi-Fi, so you didn't have to long, have a long cord because that was inconvenient, inconvenient to you. Yeah. Because maybe the cord pulled out when you turned over in your your bed, you pervert, right? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not saying that I have any experience with that, but you know, I hear, I hear, because I'm well-read. Yes. Right? <laughs> I go to those sites, or I yeah. click the clickbait, and that's what the dead picture is. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm innocent of that. Nevertheless, but, <laughs> but Christmas
0: obviously. time, you know, honestly, people in North America have got this crazy idea that Christmas is a time of joy and celebration and, and yeah. you know, festive fear, festive cheer, and all of that stuff. Right, and, festive and honestly, fear. I like that festive, festive fear. fear. That's but what it's more like festive fear. Uh, yeah. the, the whole idea of yeah. the punishment for bad behavior is something that has completely been out. You know, people, kids get. Kids get you know so much yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah, it's they like, know well, it's you bullshit. Gotta, you know, honestly, it's become so commercializing. It's like you got to get this kid stuff. You know, everyone kids, everyone gets rewarded on Christmas. You know, right. and, but you know, there's there's that sort of aspect of threat,
1: right, yeah, that is just missing from from modern Christmas, right, and from modern life. Yeah, I mean, that's what we need. Like Singapore. I mean, I still remember years and years ago that kid that that what did he do in public? Was it graffiti or he did something? But he was subject to like ten lat or ten canings. Yeah. Remember well, he's an American kid yep. and he fought it forever, and then he got caned, yeah, uh, just to kind of get it going. and that was not that was they weren't fucking around I think it was litter it was something like that that was like in, in in the real world it would but in Singapore they're they're serious about that, and they've turned that that disease-ridden island into a paradise, yeah, but it it, it has a social cost, but maybe a good one, right because those people they don't litter and they don't make trouble and they don't abuse they, their neighbor and they don't act all white and entitled yeah. and deserve to be tasered yeah. um, they, they, you know what I mean they don't dare. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Americans just think that there's no consequences for their
0: actions. Oh, which is God. why we've got it's Robert Mueller now. You know, that's which, right. you know, which and is why God, Donald he has you know, some integrity. Like, he has some know,
1: old school. The Europeans, Europeans have Krampus. Integrity. We we got Robert Mueller. That's right. He is our Krampus yep. because he will bring us Christmas joy. But I'll he tell you without a, a smile on his face. I'll
0: tell you a story. Um, okay, in, about Christmas in Europe. Um, I do love Christmas. I, I worked in a company, and I one of the salesmen there was a guy named Matt Boos, who was from Matt Matt Booze. Booze, okay. You know, that's worse it, than Matt it sounds Moose. Like, well, it sounds like Matt Boose Moose is an interesting
1: guy. I want to meet
0: Matt Moose. Matt Boos. Matt Boos. Uh, okay. Was that? Actually, he was a really really interesting guy. He was a really
1: cool guy. But he told me all the story about Christmas in, in Switzerland. Um, that's worse, man. Because that's centered Europe, so they yeah. got all the influences. That that mountain region of the Tyrell, yeah. that is Krampus central, man. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Well, they didn't have Krampus, but they did have
0: Father Christmas or Santa Claus. Yeah, what and they, what Santa Claus would do is he would come to the houses of the kids, not you know on Christmas time, because Christmas was different. Christmas it was the baby Jesus who brought the presents. Right. You oh, know. really? Yeah, you and know, he baby got Jesus, his slack
1: ass out of that
0: manger and like, did some work. You no, know, well, baby Jesus magically br- see the, the kids are all having dinner. You know, halfway through dinner, dad excuses himself and goes into the right. living room, and of course, in, and he consults in, with Baby Jesus about yeah. presents. In, in in Switzerland, all the houses, all the rooms, they're not open concept like they are here. They're, they're all right. have doors. So dad right. goes into the living room, closes the door, decorates for Christmas, puts on the you know, and of course, comes back in time for dessert. Meets He's his mistress, done. yeah, okay. yeah, and then and then he finishes dessert, and then they all go into the front room, and it's like, oh, holy smokes, Baby Jesus was here, and he dropped us all all the presents. Right, you know. Right. But Santa Claus is a different guy. Santa Claus comes before Christmas, and he has the sack, which ties into this Victorian Christmas card, because there's this is one okay. Victorian Christmas card of, of Santa throwing a kid in the sack. Right, in the sack, right. Well, okay. In Switzerland, that was exactly what Santa does. Santa comes, to, and he's got this little <laughs> book, and it's like, yeah, he sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're awake, and right. he's got it all written down. And the kids, now Matt, and he says, Matt and his sister were terrified, absolutely traumatized, because <laughs> Santa Claus was going to come, and he, they know that they've been bad. They knew what they right. did, right? And we awesome. like, and Santa knows what they did. Now, the tradition right, was right. that if you are bad enough, Santa will actually throw you in the sack and take you away. Like, really? And this is this is what they tell this Like,
1: this did is, you go back to school in January and realize, like, Hans and and Hans and the other Hans went missing? Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's like <laughs> Over wow. Christmas? Yeah. So so yeah. So so Santa would come and visit, and he would actually you know he'd bring presents. I mean you know, and they never took it anywhere. They would. The parents would tell them. Yeah, that's the what threat. would happen. If you're a bad kid, you know, you get taken away. And so he. They was terrified. They would actually hide when <laughs> Santa showed up. And finally, the parents had to actually drag them out and say, "Here, you no, know, sit with Santa." And Santa would look in his book and said, oh, "Okay, on the whole, you yeah, know, you're fine." And bitch, give them,
1: right. You know, <laughs> give me a schnapps.
0: You're fine. You know. But, yeah. um, Santa and, could be bought. And and Santa apparently the guy who plays Santa, who, you know, is traveling around with two two assistants. They're not elves, but they're. They're, they're yeah, kind of like right, black, the black right. Peter character that you talked about. Yes, they yeah. they they have brooms. Because okay. if you are traveling, you know, Santa as he's traveling around, you know, from house to house, right? Some guys might get the idea that I'm going to steal Santa. I'm going to steal Santa's shit, right? I'm going to steal bag, the sack the to bag, get all the presents These it. two guys are big burly guys with brooms <laughs> and they will beat your ass you need if security. you try to take Santa's sack. That's now, Matt funny. Bruce was saying when he was younger, he was absolutely terrified of Santa. But when when he was older, he was in his twenties, he was out carousing one night, forgot okay. what night it was. He was coming home a little little, little drunk, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, it's Santa Claus and his two guys, and it's like, and no, they will not, they will preemptively beat your ass. Just right, goodness, right, 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 and, and he's take like, your, holy take smokes, I'm out on the wrong night. He actually had to hide in the bushes to avoid getting a broom beating from oh, these two guys, and it was hilarious. I was that. Uh, that's what made me realize that. Christmas in Europe is just not the same
1: as it is here. Did you know North you're drunk, America. right? It's like it, it's like in Munich during their Oktoberfest. They just ignore the people passed out drinking on the streets. Like yeah. if you're sleeping in the road, they'll move you. Yeah. But they'll basically move you to roll you onto the, the, the sidewalk. Yeah. Right. And it sounds like the same thing. Like it's just everyone's out for himself, right? Yeah. If if you're in your house, don't put out your good shit because they will stuff that bag. And if you're a thief, imagine like exploiting that. That go back to bed. Right. <laughs> like. <laughs> We're here with Santa, right? Like two guys dressed like that. You'd be almost worth it to dress like that yeah. to go and steal people's shit on Christmas Eve, like if you were so inclined. Because the myth protects you in a way, right? It, it does, yeah. Right? It we're filled with the Christmas spirit, yeah, right? We we're stealing their Christmas. <laughs> um, God, but it's there, just, you know,
0: and and that's just that's just Switzerland, and that's like the,
1: the, the and that's Europe, man. That's, that's Europe. The neutral country, I'm, I'm telling right. you. The mountain region, it was Krampus, and you get closer to Holland, there's more Black Peter. Yeah. But I mean, it's funny, like Santa looks pristine, but Black Peter's supposed to be the one that goes through the soot. Yeah. And that's why he's black. And, and then the, I, in the Holland Dutch kids believe it. They go, okay, that sounds good. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: okay, yeah. But okay. in
0: Iceland, they've got right. the Yule boys. Right. Who are actually, you know, I suppose they're supposed to be the sons of some witch. Yeah, thugs. <laughs> more and, Christmas and they thugs. basically will do the same thing. They'll take you, you know. And there's, yeah. there's also the Yule cat. Was the Yule cat's this. the best. The, the Yule, Yule cat, cat the best. will actually eat you, whether you've been good or bad. He'll just eat you. you know? No,
1: unless you've gotten a new piece of clothing for Christmas. That's right. So when your and grandma it, buys you socks for Christmas, right. you thank her because be you're thankful you from the Yule cat. From the Yule cat, and the Yule cat is no joke, man. The Yule cat is like if Krampus had a cat. Yeah. And the Krampus cat would be like, 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 uh, um. What does He-Man ride? He rides Battle Cat. It's like Battle Cat right. from, from, from Cringer to Battle Cat, right? Yeah. That's what it becomes because yeah. uh, yeah, the Yule Cat is Battle Cat. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it encourages people to give to the poor. So that's where they would give a scarf or to, to the poor person. Yeah. And that would make you look good and also protect them from the Yule Cat. Yeah. Um, so that's a, cool, that's a cool thing too. I really enjoy the Yule Cat because that comes out of nowhere. Okay, now I know I get shitty clothing presents, right? <laughs> because my mother's protecting me. That's why there's no mummies in this house. Yeah, because we've always had a cat, and the cat protects us from the mummies. I get it, Mom. Thank you. <laughs> right? So that's what it goes together. Yeah, uh, good God. Christmas traditions, eh? And they're the, all horrific. It, the, I yeah. know they are. You know. And it just fits the season. And even this year with with uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is one of my least favorite of those Baskin Robins or Rand Baskin or whatever they're called. Rankin. Uh, Rankin Bass, Rankin Bass, Yeah. Baskin. Yeah the the, the stop-motion animation Christmas specials that they have, like Rudolph and and Frosty. But Rudolph is kind of especially good because you get Yukon Cornelius and you get that dentist kid and you you get the, the, the the, the Bumble, right? Yeah. Which really... The Yeti, but no one calls him the Yeti, but he's the bumble and they pull out all his teeth and somebody's happier and, and it's, it's very bizarre, right? And yeah. Santa's a bully and, and Rudolph gets bullied and, and everybody's on his ass about that. And I remember Whoopi Goldberg is sitting there like, and everybody's bitching on the view. And yeah. I love watching the view because I love catty bitches and much as so I love gypsy weddings, right? Yeah. So when they get going on something, it was all about this, this Rudolph controversy and all Whoopi did was go, Rudolph. The red nose reindeer had a very shiny nose, and she did the whole like song almost, and that was her reply to everything. when she'd do another stanza of the song, yeah. you know. Yeah. Could even say, "It glows, glows, right?" And she, you know, all of the other reindeer just to basically make the point, like, "Fuck off, right? It's, it's, <laughs> shut up, shut up, shut up! It's Christmas, shut up!" And that's that's. You know, and Whoopi was just—it was classic. Because I'm just sick of those things. It's something every Christmas, yeah, right. As much as I hate Christmas, it's—it's it's like, don't give me more reasons to hate Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm searching for the Christmas spirit, and I found it tonight, man. I tell you, live, PD. I found it with with Santa, with Marlon Brando's Santa imitator, you <laughs> know. My Live PD the, gave you the gift yeah, of Christmas. Gave me the gift of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I, you like get that little feeling in your heart. and You just go, oh, like when a Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> that always get, tears me up a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Because he gets the spirit of Christmas. You see it in his face and the glow comes off his face mm-hmm. in the cartoon. Chuck Jones' classic cartoon. Yeah. And, and he feeds Max the dog, gets the first piece of the roast beast. And he just, <laughs> like everything bad the Grinch ever did before that, you forgive. Because at the end he was a good guy, even yeah. though, like, if Boris Karloff was singing for twenty minutes about how much of a dickhead I was, <laughs> I, I would be really kind of upset too, right? I'd well, be in yeah. a bad mood. Like, stop saying that. <clears throat> I just believe believing myself. Like, I got emotions. I got feelings. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if they're gonna be singing a song about how awful you are. Of course. Minutes, but there's know. nothing better than being like a, a substitute teacher in like an elementary class near Christmas, mm-hmm. and you got to take them to the library, and you're looking for a book to read them, and. He, he grabbed the Grinch because you know all the words, right? And yeah. And you know how to say it like Boris Karloff. You know how to sing the songs, right? Yeah. Crazy black peel. You do all the, the jazzy kind of <laughs> now, music. No, it's
0: not actually Boris
1: Karloff who sings it. I, I don't know who sings it. No, he it. doesn't sing it, but he does the narration. Boris right? Karloff does the voice. Yeah, that's right. Which is, come on. Like Boris freaking Karloff of oh, anybody. Oh, You know, it's yeah. it's such a genius piece of work. Yeah. but I yeah, mean, that, so, if that
0: doesn't send the thrill down your spine when you hear that,
1: you know, that's Oh, you know, every year. Live, yeah. I mean, it's, it gets shorter every year. I don't know where they cut it. I'm sure that there's like a, like the real, I'll watch the real Grinch and I'll see scenes I never knew. Yeah. Like there's a mass killing spree or something that they <laughs> cut out because for commercial time. Yeah. But it just seems like there's more commercials and less Grinch every year. I know. Yeah. And I don't, I, that's one of the few things I actually watch on TV this, these, these days because I can't stand the commercials. And it's bad enough now you're watching curling. They'll have the curling coverage on the left and a commercial with a curler on the right uh-huh. of the screen. And that bullshit gotta stop. That's like that's like they're gonna go to three um, uh, commercials. I gotta click to get onto my YouTube video. Mm-hmm. It's already two, and that's bad enough. Yeah. You know the ones you gotta go skip ad. Yeah. And if you're lying in bed just listening to something and it you gotta get up and it, go to the computer because it's like a four minute thing about the cloud. Yeah. Right. Co- commercial. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. And then you get the local car commercials. On my YouTube, I like to know how they monetize that. I'm sorry, I got lots of gripes, man. Yep. I got lots of pain at Christmas, <laughs> bitch. I mean, I know I, I
0: remember seeing uh, the Grinch when it first actually aired. I was probably on. CBC. No way. Well, I don't know if it, if it oh, was always it first did. aired, but I remember being very young and I was I had no idea what was going to happen. Right. You know, I was watching the Grinch do this, and it's like, look, is someone going to save the day? Is it's like Santa going to come along and, and
1: make things right? What's going to happen? That's right. Yeah. You know? well, who's his green mo- you know, mother that's doing all this, right? And Cindy Lou Who, who was no more than two, mm-hmm. right? She was hip to his BS, right? Yeah. So you knew, like, even as four years old, you knew there's something hinky about this Grinch. Mm-hmm. The way he treated his dog. I mean, the the whole you know thing was bad, right? Yeah. And why the dog had one. Antler, right, and nothing else. And that always bothered me. Poor Max, right? Yeah. And then he like justified it at the end, so he's maybe kind of good. He just like you thought about the Grinch more than you should have mm-hmm. as a kid, because he was a complicated guy. Well, he was, yeah. And the cartoon was so good, so you always had to watch it because it was quality entertainment, mm-hmm. right? When you had one TV and you had to share with other people, yeah. Especially a sister who had no sense of what was good television ever, yeah. You know, my whole life.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 that wasn't a problem for us because we only had one channel. So, you know. Yeah, I'm really. We all, yeah, we all see, watched the that, same show. A, it
1: was just that's the way it was. So what you're saying? You're saying I was weak because I had uh, 12 channels? Oh, okay, 11. Oh no, I mean once you and had one, the 12, and one was French. When you had 12 I, channels, and I didn't want to share.
0: When you have the 12 channels, then the argument starts, right? Okay. You know, yeah. Inevitably. So any okay. civilization would break down after 12 channels. Basically, that's know. what you're saying. Okay, good. And and again, you know, all I, I'm not I'm not saying that the you know the multitude of TV channels out there has destroyed society, but but you know,
1: but <laughs> take a look. Yeah. There's a reason, it, but it keeps more people like me like off a water tower with a rifle, yeah, especially at Christmas. So it, it's a good thing. It keeps yeah. us all distracted. Bread and circuses. Bread and circuses. That's how That's you right. control an empire. Yeah. And we're well, in a falling empire right now. So it, you know, well, makes sense. Yeah, I and mean, we can't watch enough, right? So we always want more. Mm-hmm. There's always a new show to start mm-hmm. because you haven't. You, you got to watch something you haven't seen before. Yeah. So you start yeah. contemplating things like oh, I really was burned on the first season of Iron Fist, but I hear the second season is moderately better, so maybe I should watch that. And no, right? Because sometimes yeah. you got to cut your losses. Yeah. you got to walk away. But then again, I watch my big fat gypsy wedding, mm-hmm. and so what's wrong with me? That show's been in, on, on eight seasons eight I have seasons to watch. To be, yeah. And I have three seasons that made it so easy to download. They're like my crack dealer. It's like, like stop giving me this, right? <laughs> I, I tired on Real Housewives. I almost soured on Teen Mom Tea. I brought Bristol freaking Palin in there to reinv- reinvigorate my, my disgust and, and, and sense my anger. But now, you give me my big fat gypsy wedding. How low can you go, reality television? That I will not follow you, right? <laughs> my big fat mob murder, right? Maybe gypsy <laughs> mob murder. I don't know. What's well, good? What will Calvin walk away from, right? <laughs> My big fat gypsy curling team, maybe, maybe I'd walk away from that. Maybe. But those girls, sometimes, you know, they're dumb and they're real hot and I don't get it, right? Well, okay, I get it, but, you know, they never show the ugly gypsy girls who drop out of school at 15, right? Yeah. It's only these impossibly gorgeous gypsy girls, right, who are gypsy, but they're almost like chased because to get a dirty gypsy girl, is a bad thing for a Gypsy Boy, even though they like to practice on the Gorgia girls, right? Yeah. Who are all whores, but then their Gypsy girls dre- dance and dress the same way that the Gorgia girls dress, mm-hmm. right? And they all have the same attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 bizarre how this even exists, and how this one woman who looks like Ted Cruz has exploited it to make <laughs> these bad dresses, these bad prom dresses <laughs> for these girls who are never disappointed. Right? And then they make a suit, an orange suit that matches the orange dress. And then for fun, they cut off the arms of the jacket because the gypsy boy has nice arms and they like to show him off at his wedding. Yeah. Wow. 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 How could I not watch? That's it. That's incitement in the, to yeah. a riot. That is like, that's, that's entrapment. Yeah, there I'll you tell. go. <laughs> I could beat that case in any court of law and I'll defend myself. So, no, I,
0: actually, no, I, I don't know if there are any gypsy Romani Christmas traditions. Do they do Christmas?
1: In the they do. Christmas no, but it, it, again, the weddings are like a Christmas party. Yeah. Right? I'm sure they do, and I'm sure they go overboard like with everything else, mm-hmm. but I, they don't have a show like that. My big, fat gypsy Christmas would be a good special. That would be a good special. I would watch it. But then, you but know, then and the, honestly,
0: you know, there's, I mean, like there's the argument that, you know, what is a Christmas movie? What isn't it? Uh, I mean, with with the, the show Santa Watch. I see you know, tinsel. So there, I see tinsel. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's the argument
0: that that, um, Die Hard
1: is a Christmas movie. Thank you. No, it's It's the first great Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody says it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from the roof of Nakatomi Plaza, Mm -hmm. right? Which means everybody – Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. It's the best – it's the greatest Christmas movie. And when it goes into, um, like, uh, It's a Wonderful Life and Scrooge and uh, and Night Before Christmas and all those other ones that are – what do they call it now when you can show it for free? Public – Yeah, Public Domain. Public domain. Thank you. Yes. Um When they, it goes into public domain, it'll be shown every Christmas without fail, like it always is, mm-hmm. like it should be. It's on showcase. It's on every channel that even shows an action movie. Right. It is a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. just because it, it 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 happens at Christmas. It's like it, like I would call a Christmas story a Christmas movie. Like I would call Elf mm-hmm. a Christmas movie. Like I call Die Hard a Christmas movie. Well, Elf is dead. Elf is dead. De- well, those ones are, are no brainers. Yeah. But when you tell somebody who doesn't ever thought of it before, uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's just a, a very violent, very good Christmas movie yeah. that the hit at the right time. And we don't have a movie like that in the holidays. And it it sets so many precedents mm-hmm. in that way. Like, I saw Skyscraper this year with, I was thinking about this, with uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Right. It's basically Die Hard in a, in a building that's on fire. Mm-hmm. And it. it that immediately cut the enjoyment value of that movie in half, no matter all the cool, goofy things he did mm-hmm. with the artificial leg and he's hanging from the building and it clicks right, like it's going to come off, yeah, and he's hanging from his artificial foot and it it gets you going, but uh it's not the same because Die Hard did it better and it did it best, and it, like I said, it's not Christmas till Hans goes down I, that's right At that I mean, thing, you know, and,
0: and and honestly, what more heartwarming um you know message could there be? He's with his wife, other than, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun. You
1: know, <laughs> I have a machine gun. That's right. And the way he reads it, ho, 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 <laughs> now I have a machine gun. Like, just like so, so Snipe, right? Yeah. He's going, what a bastard, right? <laughs> I'm glad he has a machine gun. Yeah. I'm sure he doesn't have shoes yet, but, you know, because all the terrorists have small feet. Yeah. Which is brilliant. I mean, ah! Yeah. He just, that was the best thing about it. They like, finally had a way to, to really hobble him, and he still came back. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoever wrote that movie—it's such a. It, there's formulas that work for it, a reason, but they it, use, it is a brilliant action movie, and I, you know, I saw it recently actually, a
0: couple of years ago actually, when uh, I guess the fourth Die Hard, the one that takes place in Russia. Right, right. I I actually saw it in the same week that I saw, you know, they did a, an 80s film festival and they showed Die Hard. Okay. At our local theater, so I went and saw. Uh, you know, Die Hard Four. I couldn't figure out what the heck was going on. It was right, so much right. action coming in from left, right. I couldn't tell what was going on. I went back and saw the original Die Hard, and it was so perfectly orchestrated. It's like you know, every time he goes through that, there's a section where there's the little picture, the little uh, calendar, a print right. calendar, and he sort of does a little kiss to her. Right. And, you know, right but, but it's but like it, he does little things like that, which keeps you apprised of where he is. You know, and it's like so right. you're always knowing what's going on and where you
1: are. A lot of action movies are ten, I tend to get lost. I, say, I don't know where they are. I right, I, that's why that's why all those Tom Cruise ones, those those Mission Possible ones, I just fade out because they become just this endless action scenes. Like yeah. when he's got two chases with a motorcycle in one action movie, mm-hmm. in the European streets. Those narrow European streets. Yeah. Where he wipes out on the motorcycle motorcycle twice. Mm-hmm. It's like they filmed for two different movies. They could have put him in the put that one scene in the next movie, I would have forgotten he did the same thing in the last movie. Yeah. He ran, he fought guys on mountains, he fought guys in rooms, small rooms, big rooms, right? Mm-hmm. There's always he's got that same face. Okay, that girl's important to him, why? Oh, she was in the third movie and she was maybe married to him. That's oh, right. okay, that was his girlfriend. Oh, okay. okay. Right. I'm always going, Oh, okay, when I watch it, right? Yeah. Because I don't care. But Die Hard, I care so much. Like when they shot the glass and his feet, I would bring that up. Mm -hmm. I went, wow, he's fucked now. He's not going to live till the end. Then they brought him and his wife there and he got no more bullets. Oh, he got one bullet. Oh, God. Right? (laughs) He got to be so accurate and so quick at the right time. Oh, no, he taped it to his back. That's something he's never practiced before, even, right? Like you don't go near, like like you're a kid and you're thinking, okay, if Die Hard, if I tape this, Pellet gun to my back, right? <laughs> Could I pull it out in time to shoot one pellet before Hans Gruber shoot? No no, yeah. no, 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 no! <laughs> I'm dead every time, yeah. right? And then my yeah. wife is dead because he got more than the one bullet I got. You know? Yeah. It's just, it's just. uh, you're right. But that is a Christmas movie. Okay. And it's a Christmas movie for somebody who is really sick to death of Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. It's like an old guy like me. If I got invited to somewhere and they've got Christmas on the TV and then somebody switched the dial and goes, Oh, this looks good. Like the wife mm-hmm. who's just made sugar cookies all day. Right and fed me her bad sugar cookies. Yeah, uh, sits there and goes, "Oh, this looks good." So that gives all the boys in the room, with our drinks yeah. and our, our plate of snacks, permission to watch Die Hard nearly from the beginning. Yeah, when he's in the when he's in the, the limo with that black guy, mm-hmm. right, who has a great role in it too. Yeah, right. Um. So when he, when when that starts and you realize, oh my God, we're gonna go watch the whole movie in this house <laughs> with kids and women and and oh my God, boys, right? Yeah. And we're almost looking at each other like, don't say anything, right? Because mm-hmm. then they're gonna ter- turn to the to W Network where it's got yeah. Kristen Bell and Valerie Bertinelli, the the Hallmark, writing. yeah, yeah. Oh God, they show them all at, at Christmas time, and yeah. they can, they can, yeah. because they have so much footage and so much material, <laughs> it blends together. It's like watching the Aquarium Channel. It's all the same fish. Mm-hmm. They never replace a fish, but you wouldn't know that unless you watch the HD Aquarium Channel a lot. Yes. Not that I do, but it's like the Log Channel. They never switch a log out. It's mm-hmm. always the same log burning. How do they do that, right? <laughs> I mean, it just it it's one of those things that just frustrates me. But not W. They just they hammer them out at Christmas time. Yep. They have like 31 days of mm-hmm. shit with all the women who are once hot on mm-hmm. TV. Mm-hmm. They give a, a a show, and it's either a Christmas show where they're un- unbear- unbearably beautiful, mm-hmm. where they they get a guy they don't, but they can't meet men because they're quirky, mm-hmm. and they find the quirky quirky um, Christmas lumberjack of yeah. their dreams, yeah. even though they live in Chicago, mm-hmm. and they're not in Lumberjack Country. Mm-hmm. Somehow he's down there for a Lumberjack convention or something, right? Yeah. It's either that or it's um, a Christmas mystery where someone's been killed under the mistletoe, <laughs> and, and Roma Downey or, or um, what's her name, um, not Valerie Bermanelli, but uh, Brooke Shields okay. right? yeah. has to solve the murder, <laughs> of the Christmas murder, uh, while finding her ex's father's dad okay. so that they, okay. they can reconcile, so her son can reconcile with his father, who's her ex. Uh, you, want,
0: you want to talk Hallmark Christmas movies. And, okay. and it's funny, you mentioned The Little Match Girl. Which uh, <laughs> is horrendously sad Hans Christian Andersen story. Ugh. Hallmark once did a, a TV movie about the Little Match Girl. Oh my God! And they what filmed year? it in what Vancouver. Year? What year? Uh, oh, it was back in the 1980s. It okay. starred the the smallest, the the, the
1: youngest Cosby kid. No, no. not not yeah. not 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 Rudy. The, the little Keysha one, you Coleman? know, the, the little one yeah, when Keysha she was really yeah. yeah. The first Rudy or the one that was cute or Olivia?
0: I don't know, but you know okay. why. I was in that. Not even Simone. I was no. actually an extra in the movie. Were you dead in the va- in the yeah, alley? With I the was magical? in jail. You were in jail. There was a scene in a prison cell, and I was I was one of the prisoners. What were and, you in and, for? And you know how who did the you j- do your do you motivation?
1: What the, were you in for? I, I was drunk. Christmas computer. ham. You stole the Christmas ham, didn't you? I, I was drunk. And you put soda. it in your jumper. What can I say? <laughs>
0: um, but you know who the who the um the the jailer was? Who the, the policeman in charge of the jail was played by uh, John Rhys Davies. No. Yes. The John Reese Davies. The John Reese Davies who played played Gimli in in The Lord of the Rings. Oh, God. And he is taller than I am. He was Sala.
1: He had to stand in a a pit. Exactly. He was Sala in in, in Indiana Jones and on the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: So there I was in a jail cell with, you know, (laughs) John Reese Davies. Oh my god With the keys, yeah. With so, a little black match
1: girl who of course yeah. didn't die, right? Yeah. I never watched the movie. I didn't watch I didn't. Of course she didn't die. It was not accurate no, based of course on cuz they the it, story was, it was Hagrid. a
0: love story. It was about some, you know, I don't you know, know, I, I don't know what the plot was. Maybe it was some quirky, you know, well, she obviously Chicago was an comes orphan. Comes back to her hometown and meets the lumberjack guy. I don't know. It could have been. the Yeah. Same
1: line. She was obviously the kid was obviously an orphan, yeah. right? And had to, but she couldn't die in a Chicago alley after being shot. After not. she was frozen to death, yeah. she was killed in a drive-by. Yeah. And of course, the the coroner who was played by uh, Valerie Bertinelli probably probably mm-hmm. couldn't figure out how this poor child died. Did she freeze to death or was she shot? Was she shot before she froze to death or was she froze to death already and then shot? I can't yeah. tell, I Your can't Honor. I right. Can't. But it's a terrible thing. The children on the street have to freeze while selling matches and getting shot. Yeah. I it's don't like, know. I was drunk. Uh, I was. I was. Well, in jail. You would have to be. You would have to be yeah. to not be broken by that story. It's yeah. like they. they why do they tell me all these stories in school? Like thinking I would just forget about it. Yeah. Right. I let them go with it. I let them get away with it. Like I wouldn't bring it up every year because no, no, no. I read this. I heard this one last year. This little match girl. I know how it ends. Yeah. I don't want to know this. Right? right. Stop reminding me of this, you maniacs. Right. And, oh, you're right. There always has to be Christmas pain and suffering before there can be Christmas yeah. joy. And uh, now speaking right. of Christmas
0: pain and suffering, you know, you uh, there's the, the thing around uh, about the uh, a Christmas story. There's the scene where they put the, their tongue on the on the, the on chocolate pole, pole. right? Yeah. And and that's now
1: become a thing basically. It's like, you know,
0: does that really happen? Does that has anyone ever had, actually an happened?
1: Are you kidding? Are you Canadian? Yo, yeah, exactly, Are you exactly. Canadian? Are it's you either Canadian? you are the kid who uh, is the dumbass mm-hmm. who gets convinced to do it, or you're the kid standing next to the kid who is the dumbass mm-hmm. who gets convinced to do it. Yeah. I was lucky enough in my elementary experience that I was the kid standing next to the kid. Yeah. So, he put his lip his tongue on it mm-hmm. and it was <laughs> Because yeah. the panic fits in, right? Yeah. And they get two choices then. They could think right this rationally and they yeah. could logically work this out that maybe if I generate a little warm spit or yeah. maybe if I talk to my friends around me calmly, they will yeah. get me a cup of warm water which uh-huh. then I can pour on there and release my tongue with very minimal damage. Yeah. But if you're six, yeah. all you could think of is pulling away Right. Which rips your tongue out. Yeah. And depending on how badly you put it on there. Like in a Christmas story, the guy just puts a tip on. Yeah. But I've seen kids put like half a tongue on. Yeah. yeah. And and then they pull it away. One kid like bleeding from his mouth like it was a horror story. And he didn't heal till March. March mm-hmm. he didn't heal. He probably still today can't taste things properly. <laughs> like he could before that happened. And again, I was the kid next to him, so I learned. Like They got me once like when I was in Air Cadets. I was a first-year newbie, and we were at the the airport for the first time. They had me go around and ask the pilots for a bucket of prop wash to wash the plane. And if you know anything about flying, a prop wash. Oh, prop wash. Like prop, propeller wash? Yeah. Propeller wash Mm -hmm. to wash the propellers. (laughs) And if you're a pilot of any kind, you know prop wash is the air that comes off the propeller. Yeah. Yeah. That supports the wing. It's just a term for air, right? right? A certain kind of air yeah. that's coming off a propeller because it's faster than the air around it. Bernoulli's mm-hmm. theorem, and that's why lift creates on a plane and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's the basics, right? And yeah. if you're an air cadet and you're in an airport airport for the first time with people around airplanes and you're asking for prop wash to wash the propellers of the plane, <laughs> I use a dumbass. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and everyone will tell you that. So yeah. I got I got bashed with that one forever, but yeah. that was the only better that I didn't lick the chocolate pool. Because for some reason, Canada, all the elementary poles are painted brown mm-hmm. or red. Yep. So kids can convince you it's a lemon pole or a cherry pole or a yep. chocolate pole. And it tastes like chocolate. Yeah. And it's always like the grade three kids or something like that that get an elementary kid. Because hopefully before, you, before you're before you in junior high, you can't be convinced to do that. Yep. And it's a very famous scene, of course, from The Christmas Story, which everybody watches right. Christmas. Cause and I, I have
0: been witness to that. I, I was never a dumbass enough to put my tongue nope. on, the, on the pole. Although I did, I did get my tongue stuck on... A popsicle once. Wow! Because you know, I thought, you know, a popsicle, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a popsicle. I mean, a popsicle on Christmas morning. Yeah. What could go yeah. wrong? Well, right? it's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Know, my tongue <laughs> stuck to it. And of course, my mom is like, "Get some hot water." I say, uh, uh, "You know, <laughs> <laughs> you're walking around, it's hanging off your tongue,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: as you're walking through the building."
1: Yeah, and <laughs> that was like a monster. Yeah. yeah. Did it, did it
0: injure you? Like, did you have to pull it off? No, no. It, they just, eventually, you know, they would. They eventually got some little water on it, and got you know. And you, didn't panic. I, you know, I I panicked, but fortunately, Saner had
1: prevailed. But like every time now, like when you get a popsicle, does it kind of go through your mind, like I can tell," like it's got extra frosty or something. It's yeah. like I know what you mean. Like it sticks to you. Yeah. Like the wrapper comes off easy, but it sticks to you anyway. Yeah. And well, usually- I, I, I remember that moment, and you
0: know, so I'm always cautious,
1: but. <laughs> That is good. Yeah, That is good. I can see that happening. That's a Canadian thing, right? Like, again, they did it in Yellowknife recently where the guy did it on his tongue. And he talked about the panic, but they had the warm water there. So it was like – but he talked instantly the panic, so you're tempted – Right away to pull your tongue away. It's yeah. insidious that way. Yeah. But it's it, it's one of the things you learn about living in the north. Don't be as dumbass. <laughs> it's like take your mittens with you, right? That's because right. one day you're gonna be walking home from school and your hands are gonna be wet and cold and you're gonna wish you had your mittens with you. That's right. Yeah. Because you was a dumbass and bring them with you, or you get a soaker because yeah. in April you stop wearing your winter boots. Because mm. it's like put your, your runners on it, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> but this winter's been like incredibly warm and it's and brutal. It's gonna be like plus two next week. Yeah. I hate that. Well that's there's and that's
0: one of the reasons why there's so much flu going around
1: is because you know
0: when when the temperature yeah. drops the flu virus can't survive outside of right. people's bodies. But when it's warm like this it just it has a heyday. It's,
1: oh, it's yeah. Christmas and for the like flu the mall, virus. Too. And the malls aren't that busy any like in Alberta it's not because we're just hating it. And yeah. all the top of separation it's just sad out there. Yeah. It's just not even like why do you want Christmas? Let's delay it. We have it in June. Yeah. Like this, come on. We need a break, you know. I mean, it's not even helping this year. I I think we need a little Krampus. We do. We need Krampus to run a swath, yeah, and get some big targets, right? Mm-hmm. Some happy targets, so we can all get in the streets and dance a little bit, like. Yeah. Now, can't a bullet or a bag of frozen oranges find that idiot Trump somewhere? Or or something? Yeah, something. Just yeah. Something like a pit, a tiger yeah. pit.
0: Honestly, you know, I just think, you know, if if if, if joy is balanced with fear. I think we're all better people for it.
1: I think so. I think so. Like sometimes you take a little far, that little maniac with the mustache in Central Europe. I mean, he kind of went a little far, a Russian maniac and some other maniacs. But but you're right, a little bit of healthy kind of, okay, (laughs) everyone around me is crazy. (laughs) I'll dial it down a bit. (laughs) Don't draw attention to myself. There's 10 squirrels in this park. There's one cat, right? Uh If I don't draw attention to myself, that cat will not get me. I mean, squirrels can figure that much out. Then I'll become a two-foot super squirrel, and then I'll be the cat, (laughs) (laughs) and I'll bully the other squirrels. See, so it's a cycle that never ends. That's what happens. So frustrating. So all all of you people out there, just have a merry, merry, terrifying Christmas. Please, please, it may be more merry and more terrifying, um, depending on how much you deserve cosmic justice. Trust me, I'm going to be hiding and pretending (laughs) until the next day when I can have stovetop all the stovetop stuffing I ever want. And I can make a sandwich with, with turkey and stovetop stuffing, which seals in the moisture really. It, it, it does. Even when Ross talked about that on Friends, the moisture maker. I was screaming at the TV because I came up with that first. <laughs> People don't know that. <laughs> I,
0: I, you know, they
1: stole it from me. That damn that damn Ross. I don't yeah. even want to mention his name as an actor because I don't want to give him credit. Yeah, but, you, but got, you, team, you know, honestly, you got to put the stuffing in there. He made a career out of my ass, man. My lunch, yeah. <laughs> my post-holiday lunch. Mm-hmm. He that, made a career of that. Yeah. That bastard. Because I thought of it first. It yeah. was always a thing. You always put stuffing in your turkey sandwich. That's what made a great turkey sandwich. That's right. And you go, don't, don't forget the cranberry sauce. No, I don't do that, man. You that, don't do that's that? it. No, I'm not a beatnik, man. I'm, no, I, we got. I'm not a, a hippie. Sauce. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a heretic. That's how you separate the good people from the bad people. <laughs> so I want to put cranberry sauce with their stuffing on their turkey sandwich. I mean, that's like dessert. It's yeah. like if i may have pierogies, I have pierogies with sour cream and bacon, or I'll have them for breakfast the next morning, fried up with cranberry sauce. Don't don't mix the two. Okay. The twain shall never meet. Right. Those are right. two different animals. Sure. It's the same pierogi, but it's a totally different. Okay. Progy eating environment. Right. People don't understand yeah. that. am so a guy. Am I not a complicated guy? Yeah. I got, I got, I got issues with everything. <laughs> right. Like I said, i was at that friend's house, and she's making shortbread cookies, and she's bitching about them being too hard and everything. Right. And they're not rising enough. And I'm thinking, you know what? If you put them in a bag, you'll sweat them. Right. It's like with anything. You sweat the buns. You sweat the buns. That was my ba- ba- Baba's best baking advice. You're, after you cook them, you put the buns in a sealed plastic bag. The 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 heat and the moisture seals in it. Three days later, you can still eat it. It's not hard as a rock. Right? And I tell her this. She goes, she just looks at me and goes, How do you know this shit? How do you just know this shit? How do you remember this shit? I'm a mother. I have two children. I'm baking Christmas cookies. Right? She's like berating me in the middle of her kitchen. I'm baking Christmas cookies and I don't know this. Nobody's ever told me this. And you. A single man with no children <laughs> at Christmas who hates Christmas knows how to make my shortbread cookies better. And I said, Baby, <laughs> baby, it's cold outside, you know? him in a bag. Trust me. Right? And she looks at me and then today, today I get a call and she goes, Calvin. I hear this, our phone's not working very well. And I I don't know if her voice was low. She's gonna Calvin <laughs> instead of like I, I thought I heard that or maybe she was low because our phone's really low. Yeah. And she just goes, Calvin, you're right about the cookies. The shortbread, they're amazing. I put them in the bag, right? I put one batch in the bag, and I go, "Did you compare the two batches?" Well, of course I compared the two batches. <laughs> I know which ones are the snowman ones are the good ones. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want no more snowman ones, right? Because they go, you "Got any more of those snowman ones?" No. <laughs> to my own children, I deny them, right? Uh. Because the snowmen ones were the best ones, because I don't sweat the sweat the cookies, sweat the buns. Baby, it's cold outside, sweat the buns. <laughs> right? Yeah. See, so I, I I take advantage of everything around me to make yep. my art, to make comedy. I really can't say. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been... been hoping that you... Oh, so very nice. I'll hold your hands there just the My time. mother will
0: start <laughs> to Beautiful, story.
1: what's your Father will be pacing the
0: floor. Listen to the
1: fireplace so roar.
0: really, I'd better scurry.
1: Beautiful, please don't Well, maybe hurry. just a half a drink more. Put some records on while I pour. My Baby, drink. it's bad out there. Hey, what's in this place? So no camps to be had out there. I wish I knew oh, how
0: you break now. the spell. I'll take your
1: hat. Your hair looks swell. Or to say no, 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 sir. Mind no, if I move in at closer. At least someone will say that I tried. What's the sense of
0: hurting my pride? I really
1: can't say. Ah, oh, oh, but it's
0: cold outside.
1: outside.
0: <laughs> I simply must go.
1: Maybe it's
0: cold outside.
1: Welcome, Lucky that you dropped. So nice in. and warm. Look out the window <laughs> at that My storm. Gosh, your yes. lips look delicious. Brother will be at Waves upon a tropical nine shore. My main mountain is Gosh, delicious. Gosh, your lips are delicious. Girl, maybe just a cigarette more. Never such a blessing I before. Baby, you'll freeze
0: out there.
1: Say, let me a cold. Drop your
0: knees out
1: there. Grab. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Schmuck,
1: don't you see? How can you do this thing to There's something talk to? Think of my lifelong sorrow. there will be plenty in flight. If you caught pneumonia and really died. Get over that old doubt. Oh, but
0: it's cold. This has been a COC production.